This podcast contains spoilers for episode one of the hit TV show Gun and Wand, available now on BHO. Welcome to Gun and Wand, the official companion podcast. I'm Alfie Packham, and this is your behind-the-scenes guide to the highly anticipated gangster fantasy show, now streaming on BHO. Joining me every ep is producer Caroline McAvoy. Welcome, mortals. Along with a whole host of stars, crew, and experts. Blood, nudity, cockney gangsters, and magic. They're all here in Gun and Wand. Our first guest is the leading man himself, Harry Forthright, who plays Pinky Black, the 1920s gang leader who steps through a magic portal and enters Avaldor, a kingdom of wizards. We spoke about Harry's origins, his process and life on set. Let's step into it. Uh, with me today, I'm a bit nervous, I've got to say, because we've got the star, Pinky Black himself. It's the wonderful Harry Forthright. Welcome, Harry. Thanks so much for having me, Alfie. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm a, can I just say I'm a big fan of the podcast? Oh, well, that's an honour. I've not heard any of it yet, but I've heard it's, it's brilliant. And uh, in many ways, what you, what you do is the real, the real art form, because you're speaking directly to the fans. So I uh, appreciate your work and appreciate you having me on. That's, that's really kind. I mean, it's episode one, but that's really kind. Right, I've, heard, I've heard good things about it. Thanks. So Pinky Black is a smooth-talking flat cap wearing cockney gangster from the 1920s what attracted you to the role of pinky black i suppose immediately he is he's brave he's bold he's not afraid to say what he thinks you know he's a real man but he's also got a sensitivity and you know sometimes characters uh, you have to find them and sometimes they really find you. I am Avaldor's gatekeeper. Who are you, stranger? What you got that pointy hat on for, you mug? So you've been called a method actor. How do you how do you how do you prepare for a role? <sighs> I sometimes say, uh, you know, I don't I, I don't have an imagination. I can't imagine mm. these things. I, I'm incredibly impressed with actors that can pretend to be um, whatever, it, whatever it is they're playing and draw it out of nowhere. But for me, I have to live those things. Because you have no imagination? Because I have no imagination, yes. Yeah. I, can only, I, can only, I can only experience what I already have lived. Yeah. So when it came to the part of Pinky, he's a gangster. He's a leader. He's also from the... Is he from the 1930s? The 20s. Uh, 20s. Okay. He, he's a gangster. He's a leader. And you're known for your research into the roles as well. Yeah, absolutely. I really tried to go back to the 1920s. Wow. Yeah. And I nearly did. How did you nearly go to the 1920s? Well, I shouldn't say really, but... But in the end, I just watched a bunch of films. There were some stories coming about about your conduct on set, about the verbal abuse and brawling. What do you say to that? Pinky's Pinky. He's a gangster. He's a physical guy. And he had a lot on his plate. You know, he's a man of the streets and he's in the jungle. And then when he's in his caravan and someone brings him a pastrami sandwich, when he's a vegan, 
He's going to go a bit mental, isn't he? Pinky's vegan. Well, I'm vegan and I share a stomach with Pinky. So don't give me meat. There weren't brawls by any standard. You know, like I say, this isn't normal work that we do. We're creating magic. Art comes out of conflict. Someone said you threw a chair at the AD. I did. But it was a very small chair and it was a very stupid AD. So in the first ep, you arrive in the wizard kingdom of Avaldor through the magic portal mm -hmm. from the 1920s through to the wizard realm. You meet Jeremy Irons, AKA the High King Wizard Moonbeam. What was it like shooting Jeremy Irons in the face? Difficult, very difficult. I mean, not pragmatically, because he does have actually quite a large face, but emotionally, it was very, very tough. We, we go back a long way, Jeremy and I. Your, your father's worked together, right? Yes, my father worked with him, um, and, and I've known him since I, I, I was a boy. And since he was um, a younger man, um, so he's sort of been a figure in my life and someone who, um, I, yeah, I've looked up to. And so it was tough having to kill him. Your father was the, George Forthright, yep. the iconic casting director. director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't want to paint myself as... Um, all I'm saying is, yes, he was my father and he still is to a certain extent. Mm. But... I had to fight a lot of these battles on my own. And, you know, sure, he'd get me in the door. He'd encourage whoever was in charge to get me a job. He'd make threats. He'd look at my contract. You know. But at the end of the day, it was you doing the audition. At the end of the day, it was me doing it. Sometimes I couldn't. And sometimes my father would send in another child who'd do it for me and then dress that child up as me and... Mm. But that's because I was busy. So to go back to the origin story of Harry Forthright for a sec. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first acting role? Um, well, not my very first acting role, um, obviously. I was still in the womb. But I suppose the first thing I remember was, um, it was actually a school production of Blood Brothers. The musical? The musical, yes. Who did you play in the brother? brother? I played Mickey and Eddie. I played the Blood Brothers, and I want you know I, I, I tried to play my own mother as well, but they wouldn't let me. But I remember loving it. It was such an incredible experience. I mean, it's a it was a school production, you know, tiny little two thousand seat theatre for a three week run. But uh, I really fell in love with acting then and the 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 sheer um, female attention. <laughs> It was an all-boys school as well, so that's quite something. Some of the boys were very ladylike, mm. and the pretty ones loved me. So by, the, by magical law, mm -hmm. when you kill the Wizard King, you become the Wizard King. Yes. You have slain the Wizard King. By magical law, you shall take his crown. I'm the Wizard King? I don't Adam and Eve, Reese. What did you make of that when you read that on the script? It's incredible. It's, it's, I think so often in these series, you're awaiting someone to excel to the throne. That's so often the case. 
um, you know, you look towards, well, I don't, I don't want to name the series. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I guess you could draw parallels with that. But you're, you're or Breaking Bad. You know, you're waiting for Walter White to become the, the kingpin. What I love about this series is you get that straight away. Mm. So if I was to watch the show, I'd think, oh, I wonder how he's going to become king. Becomes king straight away, right? And then you're like, okay, well, then now what? So the Wizards of Avaldor, they don't know that your revolver is just a human mortal revolver. They don't realize that it's not magic. They think the revolver's a new form of magic. Right, as you would. But the trouble is, the gun only has five bullets left, and he has six other contenders to the throne that he has to dispatch. Yeah. So that's a great tension at the center of this drama. Well, he has quite a task ahead of him, because, like you say, he has five bullets, and there's six people in line for the throne. And so, of course, he's one bullet short, because five is one less than six. That's less bullets than there are people to kill. So that's the challenge. He could kill five people and there'd still be one left. It's very clever what the writers did there because if there were six bullets, fine, shoot them. He was shooting them. But there's five. So what's Pinky going to do? What, what do you think he'll do? I think he'll kill five of them. Easily. I think he might kill four of them and then try and line up two next to each other. But, you know, I'm not writing the show. People have said have drawn comparisons to Game of Thrones, to Peaky Blinders. Uh, what do you make of those comparisons? Does that does that? Um, they're both shows on the television. Yes, one of them's about gangsters. One of them's about a fantasy world. This one's about both of those things. It's bringing them to, together. You know, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of television, but I don't think any of it's been that good so far. Until now, thank you so much. It's really kind of you to say. You have a, I've, I've heard you have a, a rivalry with Kit Harrington. What do you mean? Uh, well, I, I heard you, you, of course, auditioned for the role of Jon Snow as well. Mm-hmm. How did it feel not to get that role? I didn't bother me at all. Didn't, never thought about it since. Couldn't care less. It, it's, you know, you audition for things all the time, you get them, you don't get them. It, really, it's just part of the journey. You... But I'm from the North. I'm actually from the North. Yes. And the character of Jon Snow is from the North. Yeah. Did that offend you, his, his portrayal? I wasn't offended. I couldn't care less. I'm from the North. Do you think... And his character is from the North, and he's not from the North. When they... But I'm playing Pinky, and he's from the South. And that's okay. But My the... parents are from the South. Before you arrive in the wizarding realm... You are the leader of the gang in back in East London, the Porky mm-hmm. Dogs. Mm-hmm. We see you in this leadership role over there. There's an interesting contrast between your role there and in the wizard realm. What does it mean to you to be playing a leader? Yeah, I mean, when he goes to the jungle, he's a fish out of water, right? But when he's in his element, he is a fish in water. He's an alpha male, quite a morally ambiguous character. He does things in his own world that you, you, you might say are unethical. Yeah, there's the... Uh, he murders 13 children. The 13 children yeah. at the start. They're naughty children. They threw pebbles at his townhouse. 
It's what makes him a great anti-hero. Eh? Right, and there's an element of pride there, standing up for himself. That's why it's a complicated mm. quandary that the audience are faced with. You know, should he have murdered the children? Probably not. Should they have been throwing pebbles at his window, though? Probably not either. But you're faced with that immediately. Who's this man? Yeah, opening scene. Opening scene. Bang, 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 bang. 13 bullets, 13 heads. Towards the end of the episode, there's the twist. The rival gang appears in the portal and they arrive in the kingdom. Hot in pursuit of Pinky. That's a great twist. Well, you know, Pinky, he's a fish out of water. But by the time that this other gang's arrived, yes, there's more of them. Yes, they're angry with him. But he's a fish that's been on land a little while. So his fins turn into feet. His gills are shaping up into a pair of lungs. He's evolving. It's kind of a fishy-fish situation now. He's cornered on, on all fronts. Other other fish? Yes. I think it's a very, very, very clever move from the writers because you have all these forces working against each other. And I don't want to give too much away, but it's... Alliances might be formed. I don't that's want, exciting. I don't want to give it away, but alliances yeah, that's very might exciting. Be formed, yeah. yeah, that's very exciting. Oh, I can't wait. So to conclude our interview, I just have some quotes from the show, some of your most iconic lines uh, from the first episode. I wondered, would you be happy to read some of them back to us? Oh, in, my God. In the voice of Pinky? Oh, or? this is going to be... This uh, is so you, embarrassing. You don't... Uh, oh, you only have to do one. No, no, I'll do all of them. These ones here? Yes. Okay. What you got that pointy hat on for, you mug? Oh, that's good. We don't have pigs like that down in the East End. Yeah. I'm the Wizard King. I don't Adam and Eve this. No, it's not. <clears throat> I mean, just I'm trying to just get into this head of uh, Pinky again. Yeah, yeah so I'm all right. So, so I don't believe in the Bible. I'm the Wizard King. I don't Adam and Eve this. Wow. I could really see you getting into it there. Just a bit of fun. The process, wow, yeah. the process at work right in front of our eyes. Wow. Harry, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I, uh, just the final sign off, we like to do the magic words, as you know, uh, is, to, is, is how we say goodbye in the wizard tongue. Okay. Uh, Arandox Bolakor. I actually learned a small phrase. I, I learned more of the language, so I could say a. Something oh, else if you want. Oh, okay? of course, we'd love that. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh. 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 Hurry, God,
What does that mean? Thank you and good night. Thank you for listening to episode one. Please subscribe and spread the magic words. Until next time, Wandies. Is that what we're calling them? Uh, yeah. <laughs>